welcome to the ghost gig. Are you sitting comfortably? Then let's begin. You've got into a really bad habit of talking over the theme tune. I always cut it out. You'll notice that and everyone else will too. one day you... And there's somewhere it's playing and you're going, ee, in the background. Yeah, sometimes. Which, you know, it's not very professional. Well, that's why I cut it out. But you don't always, and then I'm listening to it, and I'm walking to work, and I'm like, for fuck's sake, I can hear you in the background <laughs> going, eh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just checking that you're paying attention. Ugh, of course I am. Just uh, you, not anyone else. Like, you know, just, just you. Anyway, because, you know, I only are, do it to bug you. Shut up. No. We are very, stop talking over me. I don't care if it was your birthday yesterday. <laughs> it doesn't mean you can talk over me. It does. I'm more important than you. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I know it, I just don't want you to say it. Well, I'm female, so, anyway. <laughs> How dare you. Um, <laughs> we're back with a film episode. Hello. Yes, normal format again. The classics. The classics. <laughs> um, um, as always, working our way through our uh, listeners' suggestions. Very much. Again, this, this one, not a classic film, to be fair. Yeah. Um, so we kind of throw a curveball there. I'm sorry. Start with apologies. I don't have the name of this person who suggested it. It was on a story I did and I was very... Oh, Instagram stories. Very yeah. silly and didn't... So um, sorry about that. It doesn't but... save those kinds of pieces of key data, does it? So yeah, just to apologise to the person who suggested this film, and thank you for sending in your suggestion. We were grateful. Although, well, or were we? <laughs> we, were, we were grateful to receive the yeah. suggestion. Thank you for listening. Thank you for caring. Absolutely. Um, the That's fi- the most important bit. The film that we watched was Deliver Us From Evil, which was in 2014. Yep, yep. Little overview. Ralph, a police officer struggling with his personal issues, teams up with Mendoza, an unconventional cleric, to combat immoral forces that are wreaking havoc. Yeah. We should probably not even worry about these blurbs sometimes because mm. that, that really doesn't. No, it doesn't really. That's, um, like, that's a lot less information than you used to get on the back of like a DVD. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, remember those? Remember DVDs? Oh, back in the day. You've got anyway. loads of DVDs. I don't know why you not keep loads. them. I've, I've got a There's of a whole freaking shelf full of them. Yeah, two shelves. Yeah. Uh, we don't need them. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, the thing about okay. me is I really hate police dramas. I just hate them. And to me, this was a police drama with a bit of paranormal stuff chucked in for good measure. I entirely agree mm. there. Um, yeah, it was... It was. I think it was quite a brave attempt. They were trying to mash together several different styles. I don't think it gets smushed together very often. And you've got to try these things out. Um, that's my devil's advocate moment there. But yeah, on the whole... I don't feel this worked. It doesn't happen to be, like like for yourself, I don't love a cop drama, especially not the kind of bland, grisly, kind of mm. US-centric ones, yeah. which doesn't really matter where it is, specifically, like the character styles, they're so stereotypical. Mm-hmm. It's, are you, are you ticking boxes, honestly? Um, yeah. There, there, there were other bits which were different in this. It, it, it did shake up the formula a little, but not enough for me. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I think we're maybe a bit biased because neither of us really enjoy police dramas. Um, but for that reason, it's going to be tried it. Yeah, for for what I remember, sort of the, the main, Ralph, the main officer, he's investigating some strange activity going on. Is it New York? I think it's New York, isn't it, going on I, yeah, I in the so. city? I think so. Um, it, people being possessed and he's trying to figure out what's wrong. And um, there's yeah. lots of scenes in the zoo as well, which was confusing. As, as a premise, that's quite quite yeah. solid. I think there, I mean, there are far worse premises that have made yeah. good films. Well, um, I would say you're saying about the start. Um, yeah, lots of it's in the zoo because that's kind of how the case begins. Is yep. they're investigating the case of a woman who threw her toddler that's it. into the lion's into, pen. Into the lion's pen. Pretty solid starting yeah, point. I've got yeah. to admit, that's up there. That that is that 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 had me. I thought, okay, this mm-hmm. could be quite cool. And 
then the story unravels and it links up with other bad things yeah. that have been happening around them. And okay, all right. My feeling is they squandered it. Like yeah. they had some quite good starting points, and they just kind of. Went, <laughs> but then again, you know, it was it wasn't really about the woman who'd thrown her child or any of the other victims. It was about this tortured police officer yeah. who was dealing with his inner demons, and it took a priest who had a completely different, uh, you know, outlook on life to show him who An he really was. Priest, An yeah. alcoholic priest. Alcoholic <laughs> priest. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, I, it was a yeah. And and I just I just find um, I say I find police dramas worrying. Not all. I love Happy Valley, for example. Um, oh, okay, but yes. that's a very human story. And it's about a female cop, which is, you know, already a bonus because there's so many police yeah, dramas yeah. about men. And it's always, you know, especially, you know, I don't know a lot about those, these kind of gritty American dramas, as you say, but there always seems to be, a, you know, a very unbelievably handsome police officer that's very tortured yep. and has to discover himself. And the story really is about him and there's nothing... It doesn't. Yeah. It's not really about the paranormal side at all, is it? Paranormal really. is is there in the case, and it was yeah. nice to have it there. I'll be honest. And there is some elements of horror. I mean, the, the, there's a there's a tacky line at one point, like the two of them go into a house and go, "Let's split up." And at that point, you think, "Okay, we're we're going for those sorts of horror films." Fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they'd say too. You know, it's the police officer and his partner, and they're sort of bonding, but they kind of have that overly macho, silly thing where they don't really talk or communicate anything. And he only seems to really go and have. Um, any real recollection, like uh, a clue with, with the case, because again, it's, it's basically following a who done it. Mm. And again, that's another thing I don't really care about, honestly. No. Most of the time, in any genre, I don't care who done it. I have to um, say, there's one thing a, a horror film should not be, and it and that's boring. Yeah. Like, even if it's a bad horror film, it should. I mean, I've seen bad horror films that are pretty entertaining because they're yes. bad. This was just. I'm sorry. Very sorry to the person who suggested this. It was dull. It was, but it was also quite predictable. Like I was mm. about to say, you get, you knew that he was going to discover another clue to pace the, the, yeah. the kick the narrative down the, down the alleyway because yeah. he just went to go and have a strained conversation with his wife. Mm. They all, these uh, plot yeah. points always followed with his some personal inner turmoil with his marriage, where yep. she's pushing him to talk to to open up to her, and he's like, "No, I can't do it." Yeah, I'm <laughs> so stroppy. <laughs> um, and you're like, "Oh, for good, go outside and stroke some grass, you pillock." Yeah. Um, <laughs> that would have made everything better. Yeah. Um, on the plus side, let's say the, the paranormal elements of it, because there, there is there is a there's these evil forces and demonic possession at play here. Um, there's yeah. a to me, it felt like it had been shoehorned in a little, or it was trying to sort of give a bit more of an interesting take mm. on something that otherwise was a bit pedestrian. Yeah. Um, it was when they unleashed the 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 baddie, the mm-hmm. sort of criminal mastermind, such as he is. And he sort of looks like a grubby Darth Maul, I thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, there's pose- there's um, graffiti everywhere. It's sort of cultish. Mm-hmm. He wears a hoodie. Um, it, it's it's tying in sort of several other themes. It's fine. Um, it doesn't really surprise you. I liked the um, bringing in the animals a bit more. That yeah. was quite nice. I, I, I wish they, they could have done a bit more of that, like lean into that a bit mm-hmm. heavier because it was I a bit I always get tense when animals are in horror films. I'm like, okay. How are they going to kill this poor thing? I you think know. the animals were involved in the killing a lot of times. Yeah, I mean they were right. In, yeah, they they were they came through in this one. But I always the minute I see an animal in a horror film, I'm just like, oh, fuck yeah, kill, yeah, kill an animal. There was there is a fair bit of gore in this, but I felt like it, they were using it in the same way you see sometimes in like crime dramas or like mm. a, you know a murder scene, like a flash of a yeah, and like oh look, there's a red splatter and and mm. it was kind of that style of gore. It's it's there to get an effect, a response yeah. out of you. Because they haven't done it for fifteen minutes, yeah. and <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was there wasn't anyone like jumping into the air in front of an explosion, so that's good. Yeah, that um, would have been made it even more cliched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was an odd odd casting choice having 
oh, I don't look at his name because the guy from Community, Joel McHale, I think mm. it was, um, being the like wise cracking sidekick. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like you know, been to the gym and spends most of his time in a vest, being sweaty and yeah. eating apples weirdly. Yeah, uh, that was another thing I remember talking about. Like, why is he eating apple like that? Yeah, there was a whole scene where they're having some, knife, Im- some, some important discussion. Yeah. We're not listening to what they're saying. It's like they're in, they're, 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 they're in a badly lit base. The whole thing's like no one believes in like replacing light bulbs in this entire film. <laughs> um, it's all stark lighting, which can be kind of cool, but isn't that engaging here. It ends up hiding and obscuring enough of the things you're supposed to be seeing. Um, but like, yeah, they're having a, like a gritty conversation, sweaty in a basement, <laughs> gritty, gritty and sweaty. Um, but actually, he's, we're just we're just transfixed by him. Why is it the apple like that? Yeah, it was. I think it's I remember so he had a knife and was yeah. like cutting off chunks with a knife. You know, just be like, oh look how much I am. I'm that was it. Eating with a knife. It was overly manly. Like, he might have well just been like sharp, eating, sharpening a pencil with a, yeah. with like a um, hunting knife. Eating an apple with a steak knife. Look at <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. I was like, oh god. And I just oh those kind of men. Sorry if you're listening those kinds of men but I just think your penis must be tiny yeah <sighs> but I, I know that wasn't it, it was a bit tedious but we, you know we watch films with other tedious elements in because they can lift themselves I up above that I haven't been this, with other elements I haven't been this bored by a film for quite a long time I'm afraid I will uh, say that, that you remember the various performances of the people who are possessed yeah those are quite yeah, good yeah, they broke yeah. things up nicely but I think they kind of wheeled them out at the end yeah. because they realised they're supposed to be solving a crime yeah. and something's supposed to go bad I mean the acting was fine yeah it was but you know the, the writing it, it wasn't bad it just wasn't very interesting and it, the story wasn't very interesting no I think they were relying on they're mashing up the yeah. genres for it to work and it didn't quite carry I and you know I, the soundtrack in my opinion should have been uh, like uh, uh, um, it's saving grace yeah. but I was just annoyed that they sort of uh, uh, that Jim Morrison for me now is sort of in my head associated with this film now it's just irritating no it's alright give it another couple of months you won't even think of the film yeah. again I don't I think I, I think hope. that's realistically I, I suspect we're not going to think of this film very much at all yeah in yeah true in much in, you know, in six months time if I hear the doors I'm just like oh god <laughs> <laughs> I'm like well that's ruined the doors for me which I mentioned in my song. Fair enough. Um, um, yeah, I mean, but, you know, as I said, we're biased. If you enjoy gritty cop sort of dramas, then you probably like this film. You probably like it. I don't ever. Th- I don't think you're going to feel like it's a masterpiece. No. I also don't feel like you're going to think it's a guilty pleasure. No. Because there's nothing sort of different enough about it in any one genre that it's trying to be mm. for it to actually be a guilty pleasure. Yeah. It doesn't sort of have enough character. Yeah. But I don't um, know if I'm the best judge because I, I just find most... Most police dramas, cop dramas, English ones too, boring. Most of the time, yeah. yeah. So if you, if you want to stare at Eric, Eric Banner mm. um, without having, you know, when he's a bit, a bit sort of stubbly, yeah, um, and he's being moody, you know what? You could do worse. I'm, I'm sure yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's but fine. It's a little bit trite, but for it's, us, it's all right. Me. The the exorcism thing was a bit teased. I know that you know we have a bit of a history of not enjoying exorcism things that much. Oh, if I Sometimes. saw a good, like, really frightening exorcism, I would love that. Mm. The London Dungeons <laughs> do an amazing um, sort of... There's a bit where you go in and there's a witch being trialled. Oh, okay. Um, I haven't been to the London And she gets London possessed. It's brilliant. Like, I do love a good exorcism. Um, that sounds really, like, weird. But, you know, I like... I, I'm not <laughs> averse to it. Um, it's just... Yeah. And I have seen some really good films, um, you know, where they've done it superbly, but this just was not. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really think I have anything else to say. I yeah, I don't think there's a huge amount else that we need to sort of cover. Um, yeah, I mean, other than... Oh, we, we were joking about the apple. We, we joked at one point that the priest and the detective looked like they were dressed like rappers. 
Yeah. It looked like a music yeah. video. Uh, a lot of it looked like a music video. Yeah, like a, a grimy 90s kind of... I th- maybe they're trying for a throwback. Maybe. Because it was, you know, 2014, you yeah. said. But again, like, that. like but it's, it's an area I'm just not interested in at all. Again, like, if people like that kind of stuff, like, rock on, that's totally fair enough, but I just don't... Yeah, it, it didn't feel like it was adding too much to yeah. But what do to, I know? To the canon. Yeah, what do I know? I like singing murder ballads that were written hundreds of years ago. So. That's not all you like. Well, not all I like, but you know, a lot of people be like, "You like that? That's weird." You know, people like different things. Totally cool. I think you should embrace being weird. And presumably, I think I imagine enough people do like this. Maybe it could have some cult status in the future. To Maybe. be fair, as I said, if you if um, you like gritty police dramas, then you probably enjoy this. As I said, we're probably not the ones to judge because I already went in with a preset. Oh, it's a police thing i like i didn't really know anything about it when we started but it set it it sets its tone quite quickly and then unfortunately let me down obviously i had the i had the list of films and i've been putting this one off for a while because i could read it was a cop drama and then uh i think there was there was a few that like they weren't on i couldn't find them or whatever um, and then yeah i was like oh it's got to be this one then Woo! (laughs) hey ho um yeah are you are you up for playing some songs i feel like that's what we ought to do yeah so um yeah. Go for Here's it. Here's a song. Throw your child to a lion. Deliver us from the heart Guess it's okay if you wasted your beginning If you cover the lab with graffiti An action thriller tries to blend A cop drama with that exorcist trend But it fails to deliver much that's new or engage us with a string of, you know, clever clues. Joe McHale's the wise-cracking psychic role. While our villain is a grubby Darth Maul. We're over-reliant on the jump-scares and gore. Punctuated by that soundtrack by the doors. Soundtrack by the doors. Throw your child to the lions Deliver us from archetypes I guess it's okay if you wasted your beginning If you cover the life of graffiti I suppose you'd better throw in an exorcism I suppose you'd better throw in an exorcism I suppose you'd better throw in an exorcism. I suppose you'd better throw in an exorcism. Oh. If I must. Based on a true story or claims to be. But it's hard to take it seriously. It doesn't make it more believable or profound. Or less cliché. Oh, less cheesy. Less cheesy. Punctuated by that soundtrack by the doors. Soundtrack by the doors. To throw your child to the lions. Deliver us from 
times I guess it's okay if you wasted your beginning If you cover the life of the feeding Okay, so you're yeah. sort of uh, basing your f- your song on the film with the kind of excitement, and then the... yeah, I think like that was my main yeah that was my main emotional response to the film. In truth, I know that we've sort of pulled it apart a bit more critically here, but actually at the time I was thinking, oh, that could have gone somewhere, and it didn't. That's and, a shame. And of course, you're right; it is based on a true story, and I well, they claim yeah, they claim. I looked at the story of this for the st- for the story. Okay, um, but okay. there wasn't really enough there, and it wasn't oh. actually that paranormal. So I was like, well, well, nor was the film. No, no. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. No, nice lyrics. Good, Fair enough. Nice lyrics. Yeah. I, I think you know it's always more tricky to write a song about a film that you're not very interested in. So it is tricky when, well you, when you feel meh about something. Yeah. It can be a bit tricky, well done, us to actually. Yeah, I mean, well done us for actually doing it. Yeah, if you if you loved a film, it's easy. If you freaking hated it, you've got ammunition. Absolutely. If you were just like bored out your skull, then it's like. Ugh. We I have, have found to write that. about this. We have found that yeah. a few times, haven't we? But you know, got to okay. challenge ourselves. Can we hear your thoughts? Go for it. I love a comedy, and I won't turn my nose up at romance. Give me a puzzle, psychology, or even a musical song and dance. Give me a horror, a fantasy, or a thought-provoking coma. But there's one thing I just can't stand. It's another fucking cop drama. Oh, cop dramas, cop dramas. I don't care if he's friends with a priest. It's still the same white guy problem. Struggling with his inner beast I don't care about his personal journey Or if he ever finds peace I hate cop dramas I wish they'd decease I felt no originality It never struck a chord Paranormality was thrown in like a second thought How dare they spoil Jim Morrison For me forevermore A sense of utter boredom will now come With riders on the storm Oh, cop dramas Cop dramas, I don't care if he's friends with a priest It's still the same white guy problem Struggling with his inner beast I don't care about his personal journey Or if he ever finds peace I hate cop dramas, I wish they'd decease
tense, handsome face, suffering. Surely there are many other stories in the world that's worth a bit of wondering. Oh, cop dramas, cop dramas. I don't care if he's friends with a priest. It's still the same white guy problem. Struggling with his inner beast. I don't care about his personal journey. Or if he ever finds peace. I hate cop dramas. I wish they'd decease. Oh, cop dramas. Cop dramas. I don't care if he's friends with a priest. It's still the same white guy problem. Struggling with his inner beast. I don't care about his personal journey. Or if he ever finds peace. I hate cop dramas. I wish they'd decease. There you go. Yeah. So that's more your your love letter to the genre, isn't it, rather than the film? Yeah. Um, and also, before people um, at me, I know that paranormality isn't a word, but I made it up. Okay? And I know I'm going to get a message from oh, people. Oh, okay? no. We've never made up words before. Yeah. But I know I'll get a message from, you know, at least one person going, that's not a word. Like, I know it's not a word, but it is now. I've made it up. <laughs> okay? Okay. Well, you've let's, let's say you've cleared yourself there, but yeah. let's face it, we know you haven't. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but good try. I will still get a message saying you're that's def- not a you're word. You're definitely getting a message. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, can, I say, okay. considering I found the film dull as fuck, I'm quite pleased with that song. It sounds like you had fun doing it, if yeah. I'm honest. And it, do you know what? Do you, do you know what the inspiration was when I realised I was copying? Do you remember we watched Mog at Christmas? The um, Mog right. at Christmas. Last yeah, week. I remember it. And it had like a song in by Sophie Ellis Bexter. Okay. And that had wormed its way into your yeah, subconscious. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, this is the song in Mog at Christmas by Sophie Alex Baxter. So, yeah, obviously unrecognisable. Sorry, no Sophie, me. I guess well, that's what you should I, say. I sing her songs in pubs. so You, you do? Know. Yes. Right, so I'm sure she doesn't mind. <laughs> now she's coming after yeah, you. Yeah, she is. Yeah, definitely. She's really there. Got will time be for murder that. on the dance floor. Oh, I'll see what you did I know, there. I know, the song I could think of. But let's face it, it's the big one. Um, it is. Um, I've always liked her, actually. I like the fact she yeah. sings in her normal accent. I like that too. Yeah, I, like too. I think it sounds really cool. Mm. Really cool. Um, and I try and do it myself, but I often forget. It's weird that we just slip into an American accent when we sing. It's very strange. Yeah, it is weird. It's probably outside the scope of this podcast, isn't it? But yeah. I know, I know what you mean. Anyway, yeah. Well, it's And some, some do it far worse than others. Yeah. I always, some of them is just totally. I early. always really try to sing in my normal accent, but I fail often. Um, so, yes. So, uh, the psychology of music and accents is uh, our main topic today. <laughs> and, and where does the horror come in? Um, that is... Uh, oh, wait, I just realised, sometimes people sound American. Yeah. That's pretty scary. Um, that was a joke, by the way. People. It's okay if you are American. Yeah, it's okay if you are American. You're not putting it on then. No, yeah, <laughs> it's very strange. It's um, also when sorry, I know this is going out, you know, outside the ballpark, but when you hear kids playing, mm. they speak in American accents too. It's because oh, they're copying the TV shows. Yeah, it's, yeah, and it's like ah. Apparently, in the US recently, apparently Peppa Pig's got really big mm. in the last decade or so in the US, and, lo- and loads of Americans' parents were getting upset with their kids are speaking with these weird little oh, English accents. <laughs> so funny. Now, I, I would assume they were going to dub Peppa Pig, but apparently not. Well, no, because it's very clear, like, 
in- why would they dub it? It's, you uh, know, they find it charming. They find our enough. accent charming, I believe. Um, uh. And quaint. So why would they dub it? They dub like uh, Scottish, don't they? Sometimes. I think it's a very, very thick Scottish, which to be fair, I can't always understand. I, I actually weirdly at work yesterday, someone was saying exactly the same thing. If there's a, a thick brogue on, they mm, have to put Brogue. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway. Anyway, we, we digress. Would you like some stories? I would like some stories. I would also especially like stories that are scary. Okay, well, I'll do my best. Okay. What I have got is some stories about uh, police officers who have experienced something paranormal. Oh, I thought okay. that would be a nice little a pretty, segue. a pretty good link there. And I don't think there's a lot of stories about sort of first responders as well that we've not got, you know, people being called yeah, ambulances, firefighters, right. police. So there's a whole sort of little subgenre here. Um, oh, cool. Let's, so let's dip our toes into let's that. Let's start then. with our police stories. Please do. Are we ready? Um, <clears throat> right, I'm ready now. Okay. And let's begin. Generally speaking, I say generally, <laughs> the police force are thought of as trustworthy and respectful. Generally. <laughs> we rely on them to protect us and keep us safe. When an officer is called out to deal with something, something they cannot explain... There have been times when the only answer they can come up with is the paranormal. Naturally, this can result in the officer being ridiculed and teased. So it's very likely that when an officer does experience such a thing, chances are they're not going to be very keen to share it. And our first story is called Split Larynx. That already sounds very gory. A few years ago, I took an emergency call from a family who were claiming that their teenage daughter was possessed. They were absolutely adamant that there was no drugs, alcohol or poor mental health involved. Okay. They told me, panic-stricken, that she was currently being held down by several members of the family. I could hear screaming and shouting in the background, one evidently the poor girl herself and the other a male voice. It was so loud, I could hardly hear what the caller was saying to me. Please, I yelled over the noise. I can't hear you. Can you tell the person who's shouting to stop? It's her shouting, cried the caller. I know, I said, but the other person I meant. That's her too. Both voices are her. The blood in my veins froze. I'd seen too many horrific things to mention in my 25 years on the job. Murder, abuse, you name it. But right at that moment, I was clearly hearing a terrified teenage girl screaming for her life and the low growl of a fully grown man's voice replying to her. It was by far the most terrifying thing I'd ever experienced. The family swore that both voices were coming out of the girl. Of course, I'll never know the truth, but I do wonder from time to time. Mm. Which is a short but sweet one to start. Oh, sweet's probably not exactly the word, but yeah. No. I mean, of course, it was over the phone, so they could easily have been lying. But yeah, yeah, that is... there's absolutely scope there for questioning. Yeah. But either the way, that's it's a good way to get us into into mm. the mood. Isn't Makes it? me think of the Enfield haunting. Um, yeah, I've many many a podcast heard the recording of the the voice that came out of um, Janet Hodgson, um, and there were loads of witnesses there, and this voice was apparently coming out of her. She was tested by voice doctors. Um and experts and they said there's no way she could have maintained that voice for that long without doing damage to her vocal cords. Even if if she if she if she could even produce that voice. I mean, if you haven't heard it, find it. It's really really freaking creepy. Um, right. Our next story is called the Grey Blanket. Ooh. 
Okay. <laughs> you didn't get to see that, but uh, she just sort of approached me wiggling her fingers. Well, I did the, in I a did sort the of story noise. time way, going, <laughs> Okay, darling. You looked very unimpressed. I, I was just confused, that's all. I haven't had a drink, so. No, no. I know. I know. Right, the grey blanket. January in southeast Michigan is beyond freezing. I've heard that. Chris Harper was on patrol in that area. In the summer, it would have been heaving with holidaymakers. But now, all he could see was an endless expanse of grey sky and white snow. It was like, not like here. When I remember when I was writing this, it was like that outside. Do you remember when we had the snow? Was, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, it's fucking like that here too. Bloody <laughs> freezing. One evening, Chris was patrolling in his car and he got caught in a snowstorm. He was driving on a road that led to Lake Erie. I mean, if you're driving to a Lake Erie, then what do you expect? In a freaking snowstorm in winter. If that's probably just what it's called the rest of the year as yeah, well. Yeah, but you're asking for it, aren't you? Lake I mean, from Erie. our perspective, yes. From our perspective, definitely. But Thick flakes of snow blanketed his windscreen. He soon had his wipers on, full pelt, and even then he could only just see his way. Then something caught his eye. Between the swipes of his wipers, he could make out a figure by the side of the road. It appeared to be a man, but the rhythmic whoosh of the wipers constantly sweeping across his vision made it hard to tell. The figure flickered like a dying candle. As Chris drew closer, he could see a little more clearly. It was a man, and he was wearing a suit and a fedora hat. He had a large grey blanket tightly around himself. He looked like he'd stepped out of the 1940s and Chris shook his head in belief at the lack of weatherproof clothing on the man. The grey blanket was about as useful as a chocolate teapot. The snow was falling fast and thick and the temperature was around minus 10. Poor guy, muttered Chris. After all, anyone out in these conditions dressed in a thin suit and a blanket must be mentally unwell. The man did indeed have a desperate expression on his face, staring stock still the snow settling on his hat and shoulders. Chris radioed through to dispatch and informed them of the situation and said that he was going to make contact with the lone man. He gently eased the car forward, not wanting to startle him. He was almost level with him when Chris glanced down at his dashboard, then looked up again. The man had vanished. Chris was unmoved, however. Figuring that the poor man had collapsed, he switched off his engine and scrambled out of the car. Shining his torch on the ground, Chris trudged around the car and the immediate area. Nothing. He walked a bit further and searched the snow for footprints. It lay fresh and clean, unmarked. Chris was stumped, but he was certain of one thing. A man, very likely vulnerable, had been out and alone on a freezing night in unsuitable clothing, and now he had disappeared and this had turned into a rescue mission. He called one of his colleagues to help him and together they searched. Of course, they found nothing. Mm. For days after, Chris was the butt of everyone's jokes. He was the man who had frozen his arse off looking for a man that did not exist. However, the following week, Chris was pulled aside by another one of his colleagues. She explained that the road he had travelled on was notorious for paranormal activity and most of the force avoided that area after dark. Hence, Lake Erie. Duh. (laughs) Between the 1940s and the 1960s, it had been a popular place where the mob had dumped dead bodies, as it was the nearest unpopulated area from Detroit. 
It was common for these unfortunate souls to be wrapped up in a blanket or a rug before being dumped in the lonely, endless woods. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking a grey blanket. I guess so. One of those like scratchy ones you keep in the boot of a car just for emergencies. Yeah, like a dog blanket. Yeah. I wonder if the man smelt doggy. Don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, and mm, I, that's good. That's yeah. good. And our last story is called The Chase. The Chase. The Chase. Oh, that does sound already sort of yeah. like a police drama kind of element. Yeah. It? It's not It's not got, um, what's his face on? Uh, Bradley Walsh. Sorry. That's for the best. <laughs> that's too scary for this podcast. <laughs> we can't have Bradley Walsh. Um, if, you've, if you're not from the UK, The Chase is a, um English uh, game show hosted by comedian Bradley Walsh. Yeah, I quite enjoy it. I quite like it. I him. assume that the same format's elsewhere in the world with yeah. different people. Maybe, yeah. Um, so, the chase. Here we go. Nestled in the Blue Ridge Mountains of West Virginia. <laughs> West Virginia. Take me home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was trying to think what the, uh, what the first words were then. <laughs> da, 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 da. West, that's completely gone out of my head. Um, Blue Ridge Mountains, the Shenandoah River. Anyway, um, so nestled there is the city of Roanoke. Oh, okay. Ah. okay that, name. that name rings a bell. It's a pretty typical place, average size, with a standard crime population that sits shoulder to shoulder with other towns in America. It also boasts many impressive historical buildings. Okay. Yes, and Roanoke is uh, my very favourite uh, series of American Horror Story. Yes. So I was very pleased to see that this is set there. Alex Greenway had been a police officer. He'd been a police officer for 27 years. When he retired in 2002, he had reached the rank of detective sergeant. So, in most people's eyes, a trustworthy, credible individual. Mm-hmm. In the mid-1980s, Alex worked with a partner named David on burglary detail. This involved a lot of patrolling in an unmarked van. It was early one morning when the sun was just starting to break up the dark sky with a groggy, hazy light when the two men spotted a vehicle... It was moving very slowly around the neighbourhood. Alex and David began to follow it, suspecting that it was casing the houses. The driver, however, must have cottoned on pretty quickly because seconds later, it drove off at a considerable speed. Of course, all this did was raise the suspicions of the officer Mm -hmm. and they took off after the driver. The car was going about 70 miles an hour and Alex had to put his foot down to keep the vehicle in sight. Oh, can we got a proper chase here? Yeah, like proper police chase. Good, good. Proper like Blues Brothers style. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um, they don't crash into a Toys R Us, I'm afraid. Does the car end up upside down spinning around in a shopping centre? Uh, not in a shopping centre, but... Okay. I mean, it, it doesn't end well, I'll tell you that. Okay, keep going. <laughs> oh, he said enthusiastically. Yeah. Um, it became apparent that they were being led to the next town, St. Louis, or perhaps it was Sheffers Crossing, which had a 10-foot-long concrete railroad tunnel. A few minutes later, it seemed clear that that was where they were going. Alex started to feel uneasy. Pursuing this person at such high speeds was treacherous. Who knew what someone might do in their desperation? Just as they were approaching the tunnel, the situation was taken out of their hands. The vehicle in front violently swerved to the left and skidded, the wheels screeching horribly. Then it swung round and slammed straight into the concrete archway. There was silence apart from the ringing in the police officer's ears. Alex had slammed on the brakes and all the two men could do for a few moments was stare in horror at the scene before them. Then, 
A head appeared from the driver's side of the window of the mangled car. Attached to another rest of the person, or is this... In utter disbelief, they watched him wriggle his way through the small space of the window, pulling with his hands, squeezing his body through the space. Eventually, he was on the road and stood up straight. The man was white, around five foot ten, and seemingly unscathed. Without so much as a backward glance, he took off like a hunted deer, disappearing into the tunnel ahead. Stunned, Alex and David gaped at each other. How had the man even gotten out alive, never mind running away without even a scratch on him? It was incredible. Quick, said David, go! Alex revved the car once more and they shot off into the dark, speeding after the fleeing man. They caught up with him quickly, but he was running at such an incredible speed. Just as Alex felt that he was closing the gap between them, the man vanished into thin air. For the second time that night, Alex slammed the brakes on, making them both jerk forward. Quick, he said, unclipping his seatbelt. He must be somewhere near. The tunnel was searched inch by inch. There were no exits near where the man could have disappeared and no obvious hiding places. They called for backup and the tunnel was searched again. They found nothing. Dazed and confused, Alex and David made their way back through the tunnel where their van sat waiting. There was also the mangled remains of the car. We'd better check it out, murmured Alex. The pair trudged up to the driver's window and David shone his torch directly at the glass. He blanched and Alex felt his stomach give a sickening clench. It was unmistakable. They were looking at the same man they had seen escaping earlier, except here he was slumped in the driver's seat, bruised and bloody. It was clear that he was dead. Not knowing what else to do, Alex and David called their supervisor and, feeling extremely foolish, told him exactly what they'd experienced. Their supervisor had been on the job for many years and he knew the force inside out. He told David and Alex to write a report detailing exactly what had happened. However, on no account whatsoever were they to mention that they'd seen a dead man shimmy his way out of a car window and flee like a bat out of hell into the tunnel. Well, that's... The end. Yeah, that's a good story. Yeah, I know. Creepy, huh? I mean, cool. it's, bad, it's, it's bad enough that like the guy disappears, but then the fact that he's sitting in the car dead is, yeah, it's a, mm. that's a very good short story. And yeah, that is a good story. apparently completely true. That would... Right, well, yeah, that would, it's a good that story not, either way. I would not sleep for a long time if that happened to me. Well, let's not get involved in police chases then. No, no. Not, especially ones that involve railway tunnels. Yeah, I'm sort of, uh, you know, the police chase in the Blues Brothers, da, 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 yeah. da, da. and when they're coming back out after not being able to catch him, it's like, coming out of it and yeah, the yeah. falls and off they and see, <laughs> then they see the guy up that's me the moocher apparently um, <laughs> so there you go um, that's that's our stories just in case you were too scared yeah. just, Alice is just softening the blow for you a bit yeah. there those are our stories I hope you've enjoyed them I enjoyed that um Thank Those you. were fun. Thanks for listening. We'll be back to a song episode, and I'm going to put a shout out for more horror film recommendations because we're running low. <gasps> we're getting to the bottom of the jar. We are. <gasps> so yeah, I will send out. So a I have little... faith there's some exciting ones to come as well. I will send out a little uh, little request if people would like to suggest some films. That would be amazing. Awesome songs, um, or send in their own paranormal stories. 
you can get in contact with us at ghostgiguk at gmail.com that is ghostgiguk at gmail.com or find us on all uh, most social medias uh, particularly Instagram is the best one I absolutely is um, yeah so thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in two weeks yes see you soon okay, goodbye goodbye mm-hmm.